Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, obviously, we were completely engulfed in Little Amania, the 16-year-old darts wonder kid uh, playing in the final uh, this evening, and we built up to that live from Warrington with Nick Ellaby, yes, a respected, bona fide broadcast journalist of some repute <laughs> outside Luke's favourite kebab house in Warrington. So we called up with him. We went yeah. through the menu with Andy. Yeah. Um, so don't touch that dial. Uh, what else did we do? We, had, we were joined by Rob. Um, no, not Rob. Bob. And Miles Harris. <laughs> Rob, Bob and Miles Harris. The three Harrises. <laughs> but Whispering Bob and his son Miles. Yes. They've started a football podcast. It, crazy. It's incredible, you won't really, quite yeah. we can't do it justice. Just listen, yeah, you'll, you'll hear fun. more. And, and Neil Forsyth joined us. Yeah, absolutely. Seasoned screenwriter. If you love Gil and you love the gold on the BBC, mm. then you'll know his work. But he invented a great character which was brought to life by Brian Cox of succession mm. fame called Bob Servant. And they bade farewell to Bob today and Neil joined us for a bit of a chat about that. And Dundee United, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And I'd like to say it's the anniversary of our first ever daily show here at Talk Sport. Is it? In 2001, yeah. And uh, at this time of the year, I like to think of the show as Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap. Yeah. So I've put a sign outside... In our 24th great year. <laughs> 24. <laughs> not, not for you, obviously. Yeah. 24 <laughs> glorious years. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. And I still a... haven't seen The Mousetrap. I have. Congra- but by well, if no, you're just it. tuning in for the first time, <laughs> we've been getting away with this for 24 years. I know, well, it's the 24th year. We've done 23, 20, 23 years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah well, the, the countdown 24th clock. 24th great year. Uh, some kids yeah. in the office weren't even born when we started. No, Luke Including Littler. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't he been tremendous? I, I'm very much tempted by the star's offer today. It's, what is it? Uh, he go, uh, Tonight's plan, order a kebab, mm. can of Coke, cut out your totally free, oh, thanks, face mask and stick it on because... Ah. Luke Littler's in the dots. I could do that for YouTube. It's, it's for someone with quite a small <laughs> face, isn't it? I think they need a bigger look. It wouldn't be any good for me. I'll get you a pair of scissors. You can cut that and we'll have a picture of you as Luke yeah, Littler a little bit later on. I then. can't wait. Yeah. Now, I, I went to see quite a bit of football over the uh, period. Yeah. Quite enjoyable to a point. Yes. And, uh, but as I was approaching the... Uh, 
Chelsea Crystal Palace game, an American bloke, about 35, yeah. came up to me and said, uh, I won't do the accent. He said, do you know where I can... I won't do the accent. I won't do the accent. Well, go on, do the accent. People always hi. say that. <laughs> he said, yeah, don't, hi. No, no, don't do the accent. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, hi. Hi. He said, do you know, sir... He's called me sir. Is he Canadian? <laughs> I said, I'm going to do the accent. He says to me, sir. Did he say a boot? <laughs> no, he didn't. He said to me, he called me sir, which is, you know, well, that's at my weird. age, this is what yeah. happens to you. He said, excuse me, sir, do you know where I could get a ticket for the match? Right. So I said, well, you know, normally they sell them on the on Fulham Road, but I said, the police have cracked down over the last two years. You just right. don't see, you never see anybody going, Turch, You don't see any touts anymore, You don't see them. So obviously they're probably driven underground, but you don't see them on Fulham Road. And so anyway... He said to me, well, can I buy your ticket, sir? I went, well, Was no. he Irish? <laughs> <laughs> that was Eamon Andrews you went into then. Tonight, you thought you'd be selling your ticket. Yes, no, he said to me. <laughs> See, that wasn't Eamon Andrews. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He said, he said, can I buy your ticket, sir? Can uh, I buy your ticket, yeah, sir? Yeah, can I buy your ticket, sir? You wanted to buy your ticket, My sir? My ticket. So then he said to me, he was quite desperate, he said to me, this is the one, name your price. Oh, name which was that short game show you did, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I said to him, well, I'm, I'm meeting my son and everything, and so I, I can't. Name so your price. But anyway, I, I told my son and the You should have named your price. I know, but during the game, like when it was 1-1 in the second half and... Chelsea looked like they weren't getting anything out of the game yeah. following a pathetic performance against Wolves. They're going to me, you could have said to him 500 quid, you could have had 500 quid and watched the game on telly. But anyway, I didn't. I'm I mean, if, I if you'd been with Daniel and Daniel had said, yeah, OK, you can have them both, um, a grand for <laughs> the two. And you shouldn't do that. Anyway. You shouldn't. No, no, I mean, it's, you know, I don't think the club will be particularly happy about it. No, Plus, I mean, it's a trouble. season ticket. It's a season. Well, I could, I'd have had to have gone with him Tap the ticket, let no, him in, that's and then go home. Grubby. It's all very grubby. It's all very grubby. I think it's I'm never so going to do it. I was just no. shocked though, that somebody would come up to me and say, "Name your price." Name your price, especially for a ticket to Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Have you know? Well, let's see if this is a common occurrence. Maybe you know this American guy. Name your price. <laughs> oh yeah, name your price. Name he was at price. you know he was at yeah. uh, the Cheltenham game the yeah, other yeah, day. Yeah. So uh, let us know if you've encountered uh, similar mm. things. The desperation for a ticket. Do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to TSH&J. Absolutely. I don't think West Ham v Brighton will live long in the memory. Well, I've got to be honest, I didn't watch it. I watched the darts. <laughs> no, don't blame you. I was freaking um, over it. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I kind of kept an eye on it. I thought that, we talked to Sam Delaney yesterday, I thought the way West Ham had gone over... Mm. The, uh, over the Christmas period yeah. and the way Brighton did uh, uh, they played against Spurs I thought you know this will be a decent game this was that typical end of dog with fleas yeah, yeah I mean I think it was a game too many were a bit tired you game know, too crowd. many were Adrian both of them. slaughtered the West Ham crowd but it was the end of the yeah. expensive period and a difficult period yeah. and, you know people we, we get you often get games like this don't yeah, you? it you used do. to be more annoying Annoying when you got a real doozy of a match. You got like Manchester United versus Liverpool on January yeah. the second or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true, really. But uh, I enjoy the uh, Liverpool Newcastle game. But and Peter Dury is an excellent commentator. Yeah, he is. But uh, he does love a stat. He said at one point he went, Mo Salah's third fastest to 150 league goals for Liverpool after Roger Hunt and Gordon Hodgson. Yeah. Who, by the way, played in the 1920s and was also a fast bowler for Lancashire and South Africa. All right, who cares? <laughs> What's that got to do with Mo Salah? Who cares? <laughs> Not even Gordon's family cared about I that. I mean, really? I mean, anybody in the stats business, you could say, I mean, who cares if you're that <laughs> well, worried yeah, you've about You've got to get them in, haven't you? A couple of things to get you going on today. Um, coming off a life's bench and making an impact. It doesn't have to be 
football, though the spring ball for it <laughs> is uh, football. And uh, this was the, the Plymouth-Stoke game, I think, at the weekend, uh, where uh, the referee, James Bell, got injured and Thomas Bramall, the fourth official, mm. came on to take over. And then red carded and a player. in the dressing room. That's right. One of the, red carded one of the players for waving an imaginary card, given the second yellow. Yeah, it seems a bit officious, doesn't oh, it? I suppose, but I suppose they're told to crack down on it, aren't yeah, they? But it's been all I'd right. say that's coming off the bench and making an impact. It needn't be football. It could no, be anything. True, it could actually, be stepping yeah. up and do a best man speech. It could be anything. Yeah, that's but a good point. Stepping up at the last moment and making an impact, good or bad, we'll probably get more fun out of bad, I would imagine. So do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHJ. And you've probably noticed if mm. you've been to the theatre, or the cinema in recent years that um, the experience has changed. It used to be a kind of communal thing where you all sat there and watched the play or watched the film or whatever it is. But these days, obviously, people are so used to just consuming it all on telly, they act like they're in the living room. So you'll see lights, you're watching a film, a big dramatic moment, Mm. somebody's phone goes off. And uh, uh, Andrew Scott, the uh, actor we know from Fleabag and from from, uh, Sherlock, um, Mm. is playing Hamlet. And he's yes. just about to go into the big one, to be yeah. or not to this be. This was in 2017, do you know that? Really? Two, yeah. Well, it's breaking news, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <clears throat> breaking no, news. It's in the papers, because he talked about it on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, really. Name your price. <laughs> so, yeah, but anyway, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, go yeah. on. So Andrew Scott, he was telling the story on a podcast from 2007. It's a slow burner, <laughs> no, no, the story. The podcast was now. Yeah, OK. The, the incident was 2017. Then he goes, to be... On, and just as he gets it, yeah. some bloke gets his laptop out, on goes the light on the laptop, and he's answering some emails. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's just absolutely appalling. What's wrong with these people? I really... If you just think, yeah, I know this one. I, I know this one. I'll just do the emails <laughs> now, because I know this about five minutes. Whether it is, yeah, all right, mate. Get the idea with that. Mm. Tapping away on the old keyboard. So, um... You've got some front, I thought. There might mm. be some... If you've, you've looked at something, you thought, blimey, they've got some front. In whatever circumstances, we'll leave it nice and open for you. Mm. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Uh, Andy, are you sure the bloke who asked you to name your price wasn't Todd Bowley? <laughs> it does sound very much like the way he does business. Yes, it could have well been, be, couldn't yeah. it? Yes, sir, can I your, buy your ticket? I, name your price. Yeah, name your price. You've got the same price as Lavia. 17-year-old from Brazil will never play for us. Thanks. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The darts that Luke Littler uses, I noticed, yeah. uh, is darts of choice, have sold out in, in the darts club that he goes to in St Helens. 103 quid. Are they? Yeah. Wow. A quality dart. They, they do look very sold nice. Out. Yeah, yeah, they're all black, aren't they? They've really got a lot of writing or markings no, on them. Yeah. Okay, I don't know who he uses. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. Um, we should say thank you to Doug in Bolton, who, uh, who sent us a message. Said we've seen him through uh, marriages, two kids, um, a divorce, <laughs> oh, numerous God. jobs. Oh, no. So uh, thank you very much, Doug. <laughs> Thanks for bad. listening. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're in. Okay, then. So, did you ever buy the gear used by the stars, like the Luke Littler darts? And did they work for you? We're guessing not. Because sometimes no. you think, if I, get a, if I get a set of those Luke Littlers, I'll be up there next year. But it was an utter disaster. No. So, um, yeah, we're looking for uh, the stuff the stars used, whether it made any difference to you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports now. Um, mm. Bob Servant, if you are on social media, you may have been uh, following his uh, travails over the years. He is a uh, he runs a burger van in Broughty Ferry. 
Yeah. And uh, he bowed out today on uh, on national radio. He's had the TV uh, incarnation as well, but he bowed out today after uh, many years. I hope he, he will continue some sort of life on social media. We're about to find out because uh, uh, his creator, Neil Forsyth, uh, writer, joins us. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, good, good thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course, played by the great Brian Cox, who's uh, he's, he's done some other work since uh, you guys it's a came. Less successful work since. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Logan Roy in succession, of course. But um, yeah, I, so twenty years ago was it? How did how did this this character Bob Servant come about? Came about with me emailing my pals from Dundee every Friday afternoon, pretending to be a bewildered Dundonian cheeseburger van owner who just won a laptop in a bowling club raffle. <laughs> uh, I was trying to work out how what it all meant, and uh, yeah, it went from there. It's it's a mad. I mean, it's a great sale. The life it has on social media, beyond the books and the TV and the radio and everything you've done, is great because you know it allows you to get a, you know a bit of zeitgeist. You know, things all happen in the mm. worlds of showbiz or politics, and then Bob can weigh in. He's often had some sort of uh, relationship or been friends with whoever it is, whether it's Rishi Sunak or uh, I don't know Taylor Swift uh, on a rare visit to Broughty Ferry. So I do hope that that's going to continue. Well, I've been eking out the same eight jokes for <laughs> nine years, so I might as well do, do a few more of it. It is a kind of love letter to Dundee, though, isn't it? You call it the Scottish Riviera. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, He's the third most successful cheeseburger van owner in Dundee, and he <laughs> takes great pride in that, and rightly so. Yeah. Did, was, did you kind of, when you created the car, how did the, sort of Brian's involvement happen then? Brian's involvement was was a nuts story. He, um, I'd written the books and BBC Scotland got in touch about making a radio show. Mm. And um, I was uh, in New York watching Dundee United play Rangers in a Rangers pub in New York. So it was about seven in the morning. There was one other Dundee United fan in the pub. So I gravitated towards him. And he'd heard about the Bob Servant books. It was a big seller within the Dundee area, basically. <laughs> and I uh, got it for his Christmas. And I said, well, we're doing it for radio. He said, well, who would you like to play Bob Servant? I said, well, in an ideal world, it'd be Brian Cox. And he said, oh, I know Brian. And um, so, you know, we'd had a few beers. I didn't know if it was the drink talking. So I kind of called the guy's bluff, gave him a book. And about a month later, I had this bewildered phone call from BBC Scotland saying, uh, we've just had a call from Brian Cox's agent asking when we want to do this radio show. So <laughs> it was amazing, you know, and, and he came and, and did it. And it definitely Brian's involvement that kind of pushed it on a telly and things as well. Yeah. The, the, the first book wasn't it? it was like a collection of email exchanges wasn't it yeah the, that's the, right the so it was, it was real it was real emails that i swapped with internet scammers <laughs> and it, it was it, i pretended to be this very confused older guy from dundee so they thought they were onto a good thing that he'd eventually send them some money and bob just strung them along with ever more ridiculous stories so we did two books of email exchanges then i wrote bob's memoirs hero of dundee and then i did um a Ask Bob book where all the readers sent their advice for life to Bob. And then we recently did a, a Best of Bob Servant book, which was in all, all in benefit of a Dundee charity, which was great. Mm. And and you, was it, I was yeah, going to say, was it Bob or was it you who applied for the manager's job? Paul was telling me this I think morning. it was Bob, wasn't it? There was a, a, a little piece that you tweeted out recently that, in, that was in the, local, in the local paper where Bob was making his case for becoming Dundee United's then manager. 
Yeah, so yeah, I, I helped Bob with an application for the vacant <laughs> Dundee United manager's job, and it's a testament to how Dundee United have done in the last eight years that I've tweeted that application about five times since. So <laughs> keep, keep sacking our manager, but he's uh, he's yet to get the job. He was most excited about having a big jacket with his initials on it. I think that was the thing that really appealed. Yeah, you are uh, you're a big Dundee United fan as well, aren't you? And uh, you say you always harbour dreams maybe of playing up front for the club, but it, uh, do you think that ship has sailed? Hard to say. I mean, I'm 45, <laughs> but I've got an eye for a goal, so you never know. Uh, yeah. No, I was. I, I, my first writing was for a Dundee United fanzine. Um, I sold the sold that outside the grounds when I was 13, and it was um, you know, see my name in print then. I don't think any anything's ever matched that, to be honest. Yeah. Um. What, what was the? I mean, there, there were there was one the, the Jim McLean years, that golden era in Europe. I would imagine it stands out, doesn't it? Jim McLean, yeah, absolute legend. He was, um, I sold programs at Tanner Ice when Jim McLean was the chairman at that oh, wow. point. But yeah, as a manager, obviously won the league in 82, 83, and then the European runs. I mean, one of my first matches at Tanner Ice, we beat Barcelona. Uh, and that, I kind of thought that's what happened every week. But um, it's been a rather rude awakening ever since. <laughs> yeah, um, looking to get out of the championship at the moment, but doing all right. You're sort of up near the top, aren't you? We're doing very well, but Wraith Rovers are just matching us. Mm. You know, they keep scoring late goals. They've got a great manager in Ian Murray. So it feels it's between us, but it just got to win the league. I mean, that that's a horrible playoff system. Very, very hard to get out of the championship. It, the playoff system's massively weighted towards the SBL club. So, yeah, very much hope we can uh, we can get up. I always think when you get relegated, you have one year's grace from the fans in terms of morale still keeping quite high. But if we... We don't go up this year. I'd be, I'd be concerned. I think. How's your relationship with Dundee? Had you, is it? You know, you, I mean, they're sort of mid-table Premier SPL, aren't they at the moment? They're they're doing, yeah, they're doing very well. We went down and Dundee went up. It doesn't mm. get much worse than that. No. But they, uh, <laughs> they are, you know, they're doing very well. And I, I'm, I'm a United fan who actually always likes being in the same league as Dundee because I think it's, it's a brilliant derby. Yeah. It's played in a great spirit. You've got none of the more negative connotations you get with some other Scottish derbies. Um, you know, the fans got the same pub before the game, same pub after the game, and just a very heated 90 minutes in between. So I hope that Scottish people will get the Dundee derby back next season. Has it got an El Clasico type description or is it just the Dundee derby? Has anybody come up with anything smarter than that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, the grounds, as you'll know, are the closest football grounds in Britain with mm. a... A wee, a wee park in between that maybe Bob can set up his van and uh, cater cater all round. A sort of checkpoint Charlie could be Bob's uh, burger van in the middle. <laughs> now you've had a couple of big TV successes in recent years oh, with yeah. Guilt and and the Gold, and you're the doing a great. doing a new series of the Gold. Is that right? We're rehearsing it today. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the lunch break, so um, we're doing a second series of that, which I'm really excited about, and um, yeah, some returning cast, some new cast, and. Yeah, that's going to be much of next year making the, the second series. Right. So this will be the, the hunt for the rest of the gold, I take it? Hunt for the rest of the into the 90s happens to some of our main characters there. So, um, yeah, so that's continued to a second series. Guilt's finished now. Mm. Um, finished uh, with that in the spring. So um, see what happens after the goal. Excellent. So uh, I think the final two parts are available. Uh, I listened on, to the first one before Yeah, the show. they've been on Radio good. 4, the, the second one. Guest was, starring Lulu. And yes. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, Bob's servant says Cheerio, both parts now, Radio 4, BBC Sounds. Yeah, Bob, uh, Brian, Johnny Watson, Greg McHugh, Rufus Jones, Phyllis Logan, and of course, that's Lulu. <laughs> There's Lulu's alarm there. Yeah. And Lulu as well. 
Brilliant. Jonathan Watson from Only an Excuse. I think it's one of the most underrated football comedy things. It doesn't really get seen down here, but it's it's. We brilliant. used to get the New Year's yeah. show, but I, I think they've stopped doing them now. But I used to absolutely love Only mm. an Excuse. It's a, I mean, I don't know if you get him to do some of the football impressions when you're in his company, but he, they were yeah. sensational. Oh, they were great. I mean, yeah, I think it went for over 20 years, only mm. an excuse, and it's um, a real institution in Scotland. Johnny, yeah, his Graham Souness, his Dennis yeah. Law, they were, <laughs> they were kind of proper, proper iconic. He's a great, he's a, he's a great actor, Johnny, and uh, yeah, that was, um, he's got such comedic bones, it was brilliant. Yeah. Well, good to talk to you, Neil. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Take care. That's Neil Forsyth there, writer of uh, Bob Servan, and indeed, as we said, Guilt. And the goal. It's funny, I hadn't heard it, but when I heard it, it's very funny. Yeah, it's it is. Very, yeah, it's very funny stuff. Mm. Anyway, um, still to come, some transfers. We're going to talk transfers. We also asked you, Andy was asked outside Chelsea by an American guy to name his price for his ticket, but of course he he wouldn't do that. Um, Steve in Exeter says sold an iPhone charger at Royal Ascot about twenty years ago for ninety quid in the pub after racing. <laughs> the guy was desperate and said, "Name your price." Covered my losses, said Steve. It's <laughs> a buyer's market. There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon. It's uh, Paul Hawksby. <laughs> takes me back. Andy Jacobs here on talk. I feel like I'm speaking too loud over that music. <laughs> uh, we play that. Because our next guest is very much synonymous with the whistle test music legend, but big football fan. We've talked football with him before when he's been on the uh, on the station, and uh, he is now starting a new football podcast mm. with his son Miles. Uh, with a difference, um, it is Manchester United supporting uh, Bob Harris and his son Miles. Good afternoon, guys. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bob. Yes, lovely to talk to you guys again. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it kind of it probably takes a bit of explaining. It's a, it's a football podcast with a difference, Bob. Tell us more. Well, it's uh, <laughs> it's a podcast about my team, North London. I've been the uh, manager and owner <laughs> of the football team since the mid nineteen nineties, and. Uh, um, I've got all the stats going back 35 years of every single match the team has played in the Premier League, in Europe, the World Club Championship, which I invented in 1994. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's it. We, yeah. we, it was Mars's idea to actually turn it into a podcast. Yeah, the thing that he hasn't mentioned about the club is that it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> it's in your imagination. It's a kind of almost like football manager, Bob, isn't it? That you're sort of you, taking a team, but it's an imaginary You team. imagine all of these games, Bob. You don't do you actually play them in any way, whether it was sort of dice or tiddlywinks or... or no, I... I <laughs> I, I kick the ball around in my house and imagine myself in 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 the position where that player has got that ball at that moment and then begins to attack uh, various goal areas in the house, like the coffee table in the sitting room <laughs> or the main table in the hall, you know, with the, the legs and the crossbar and everything. And I, I build up the matches and make all the stats and... and, and <laughs> I can imagine you're reacting to this in a very similar way that almost everybody. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, great. It's the sort of thing you do when you're about. I mean, with respect, when you're about eight, <laughs> yeah. with a balloon yeah. in the living room, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, it's funny you mentioned football manager because I've said that to Bob in the past. It's like you know, he started this 
you know, 20, 30 years ago. And had football manager existed then, this probably, this whole world wouldn't have come into being because he's essentially, I suppose he kind of invented football manager before football manager was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think like 1987. Say like that. that, yeah. Is that right? 1987 that you started this, Bob, is that right? Yes, actually. Well, it was a little earlier than that. It was like 84 when I first got the idea to do it. But it became a reality, as it were. In in the, There was one particular match that I played that became absolutely iconic. And that was a match between North London and Manchester United. This oh. is 1993, I think it was. And the final score was North London 8, <laughs> Manchester United 7. Wow, and what a game. It, I know it's the most famous Premier League football match of all time, yeah. and that and that was really the trigger for the uh, for the start of the keeping the record of North London and the matches that they played. But the other thing about it is, obviously, it gave me so much to think about. I would play through these matches if I couldn't sleep. I'd be innovating new tactics and things like this. And I've noticed so many of the tactics that I came, came up with <laughs> are now being adopted by, you know, I did teach Pep Guardiola everything he you knows. Exactly, so, Pep Guardiola. That's incredible. When did, you first become, when did you first become aware of it, Mars? When did you kind of get sucked into this world? Well, that, that's what's kind of funny because, um, again, I've talked with some mates about this. And, you know, kind of in your family home, I suppose, when you're growing up as a young child, you don't kind of realise that, stuff that maybe happens in your family is not normal <laughs> so um I, I this goes back honestly as far as i can remember and you know you know we'd be going to bed one night and bob would be kicking the ball about and uh we'd be like oh we not disturb bob he's just in the middle of a, a big away game against newcastle <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess i've i've always been linked with it and it, it gets it got to the point where uh so there's even bob's it kind of had a like youth academy aspects to the club as well mm -hmm. uh, to the point where me I, I'm, a, I'm a goalkeeper i play i play football i play five side a lot these days and mm. me and my younger brother Dylan were, were drafted into the youth academy and then consequently made the first team but then when me and my brother were like playing for our village team or our school team if Bob spotted one of my mates that was playing and thought well you know he's got a bit of something about him he'd, he'd sign him to the youth academy scouting him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so scouting everything was going on but yeah so it, it kind of it goes back as far as I can remember. Honestly, I, I don't remember a time when Bob wasn't doing this, which is hilarious. Mm. Amazing. I should just say that to follow you on Instagram and uh, the great Stanley Chow has designed your logo. We came across Stanley. Yes. Up to the football oh, yeah, yeah, that is, that is an honour. That's yeah, fantastic. It's a brilliant so will it be a game-by-game game history of uh, North London FC, uh, Bob? Is that the plan, the podcast? Or will it be like a, almost in-running games as they're happening now? Well, no, we're, we're just reminiscing, really, Miles, mm. aren't we? Going yeah. over some of the matches. I mean, so episode one, which launches uh, 6pm today, wherever you get your podcasts, is kind of a, a, a brief sort of potted history of North London and introducing the audience like we are to you right now into this ridiculous world that Bob's <laughs> invented. And then from then on, because obviously, uh, like Bob was saying, you know, he's got, he's, he literally has got like typed out statistics, game by game, scores, formations, wow. uh, lead tables and stuff that go back all that way. So from episode two, then each episode is kind Kind of we'll go into a season of north london uh and kind of roughly go through the results as the season goes on so you can like listen in and, and find out how the club does through the different competitions and stuff like that so from episode two and onwards it's kind of going to be like we take each season one episode at a time and then in between that there'll be some special guests and uh, and special episodes sort of uh, flitted in throughout the series as well yeah Fantastic. Good. Um, and uh, Mars, you you've uh, you're a manchester united fan too were you given any choice 
Not particularly, no. Yeah. Uh, no my dad, uh, yeah, kind of ingrained that into us. Bob was around during the Munich air disaster, so he started following the team around then, and we, kind yeah. of, we all inherited. In fact, I'm wearing a vintage shirt right now on, on Zoom, oh. if anyone... Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we kind of, we didn't really have a choice in the matter. I wish, right now, I wish we did, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been well, up to the past sort of six or seven it's years. It's all cyclical, it? that's why I keep telling myself. Exactly. You have to back. stick with your team through good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bob, also, you're touring, I understand. You're doing a little tour, talk, uh, Beatles-related. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's called The Songs the Beatles Gave Away. And um, there were nearly 30 songs that one or other member of the Beatles had a hand in writing, mm. which were recorded and released by other people, but not ever released by the Beatles themselves. So they literally are the songs the Beatles gave away. And with my friend Colin Hall, who's uh, he was the custodian at John Lennon's childhood home, Mendips in Liverpool, there is nothing about the Beatles that Colin doesn't know. So between the two of us, we've got clips and archive and demos of these amazing songs. Some of them are real rarities. Others are really well known. You know, Step Inside Love by Scylla Black. We've yeah. got the original demo of that. Uh, things like... Um, uh, Cream and Badge, uh, Sour Milk Sea by Jackie Lomax, and the early stuff by Billy J. Kramer and Scylla Black. It's really a, a lovely evening. Yeah, oh, fantastic. You you interviewed, um, I remember there was one a great episode of The Whistle Test where you went to New York when John Lennon made the rock and roll album and you, you spent some time with him there. That was, uh, yeah, that, that was fantastic. It was. I love that moment so much. It's one of the great moments of my life, to be honest. I mean, we spent three days there with John and it was at exactly the time that he and Yoko had discovered that she was pregnant with Sean. So John was so happy. I think contented is probably the word that best describes the way that he was. And I think you can see the interview still, can't you, on mm, YouTube? Yeah. I think you get the sense from just watching it that John's kind of a piece with himself. It was a really, really lovely moment. Yeah. I think it was in the, there was a Beatles anthology thing on BBC Four just before Christmas. I think it's probably still available. It was, I think the Beatles at the BBC or something like that. It was a really amazing yeah, yeah. program. So yeah. just finally, Miles, how are you feeling about life as a Manchester United fan at the moment? We've just been talking about Chupa <laughs> um, Moteng and, uh, and other players that might be coming in. Yeah, I mean, things, things have been better. Uh, I still think... Um, I just think we've got to stick with Ten Hag and let him see through this this uh, this moment. You know, there were patches last season where, where it felt like we were getting back to a bit of the real Manchester United again. And unfortunately, it's taken a bit of a, a downturn this year. But um, yeah, things have things have been better. It's 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 a, it's a difficult spell. Um, I mean, January is going to be interesting. Obviously, there's talks of Jaden Sancho going back to Borussia Dortmund. I think potentially getting out some of the the, the players um, that clearly aren't fitting into Ten Hag's philosophy and his his sort of style. Will will eventually hopefully hold dividends yeah. in the future, but you know we'll see. Come yeah, just quickly, but yeah. the interesting thing also in the synchronicity of all of this, Miles has started doing photography at some of the Premier League football. Grounds. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Really, so my, my job outside this, I'm a photographer. I do film photography, and um, I yeah, I'm shooting a lot with Premier League teams. I'm actually going to be down at the London Stadium shooting West Ham Bristol City in the uh, in the FA Cup this oh, Sunday. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, many Premier League grounds across the next couple of months, which is really fun. So hopefully, uh, Old Trafford will be on the list somewhere if Man United come calling. Yeah. That'll be a dream come true. And any <laughs> yeah. North London FC players you can loan Manchester United in this window? Well, yeah. I, 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 I have to say one thing: um, attacking. 
centre backs. Yeah. Think about it, attacking centre backs. <laughs> right. We have uh, the definitive attacking centre back in the team. His name is Freddie Haynes. And I actually built the team around him, and he's an old friend. He's in my This is somebody that my brother went to primary school with, and we haven't seen in about 20 years. And well, no if he's listening today, it's nice to know. It sounds like a football yeah. doesn't it, Freddie yeah. Haynes? Like, it sounds like an old musical <laughs> comment to me. Shout out, Freddie Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> well, good to speak to you guys. Thanks very much. You say the podcast available this evening from 6 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. 6 o'clock. It's called A Game of No Halves. Uh, everywhere you get your podcasts, it's launching 6 o'clock this evening. And then from here on, every Wednesday at 6 p.m., I'll be new episode nice Brilliant. one good to talk to you both thanks Sounds very much fun. cheers thanks guys thank you so much cheers. bob and miles harris there and the mm. game of no half if you want to enter <laughs> bob's crazed world <laughs> who of, knew you yeah know I, mean? I didn't know that was all going on yeah incredible yeah. Did, i mean every didn't everybody do that didn't everybody have kind of uh, yeah, little but, imaginary uh, players used to s- playing with a balloon yes, in the well, living yeah, room sort of yeah when you're yeah, but not to that sort no, of religious not, extent probably not sort of in their 70s but I mean certainly uh, when you were a kid I think we all yeah, did it oh, didn't yeah, we yeah, but Bob just kept it going that was the difference The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Uh, listening to uh, Bob and Miles there, I mean, I've got a pretty sensible imagination, but not to the recording stats level. Yeah, I think it's taken a few people. <laughs> it's a side of Bob, if you've known his work over the years, and many of you have, that no one really recognised. No. Uh, did you, but I'm going to say, the Luke Littler darts, they're about 103 quid, the quality darts, but they've oh, still yeah. sold out. At the darts club in St Helens, where uh, he, he cut Unless his teeth. Brilliant! What's the point? You know, yeah, but it's always that feeling this. that that might oh, yeah, just that difference. little bit of stardust might rub off I on you I if you use the same equipment or something like that. It made no difference to me whatsoever. Yes, I've made the same mistake over the years. Says one of the listeners, buying the latest star indoors golf clubs, and I'm still not a pro. Um, mm. Predator boots uh, went oh, from yeah, the C team reserve to C team starter. Felt like a superstar. <laughs> they so. did make a bit of a difference. My mum purchased a pair of goalkeeping gloves made by the company called Star. They were worn by my hero at the time, Gary Bailey. Cost mm. one eighty nine from Asda. Fantastic, Very says reasonable. Paul in Cannock. <laughs> and I once got some $6 million man pyjamas um, when I was five, um, but they made me run in slow motion. He says, well, thank you very much, Jason, for that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Me and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Listeners seem very keen to come up with a description of the Dundee Derby off the back of our chat with uh, Neil Forsyth in the first hour of the show. Surely, says James, as the Derby is played in the birthplace of the Beano and the Dandy, DC Thompson, of course, basically, yeah, it's got to be El Comico. El Comico. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, maybe from Dundee United's point of view, uh, they probably wouldn't want to call it El Comico. But um, anyway, uh, thank you very much for that, James. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Luke Little darts have sold out over 100 quid, but sometimes people think, you know, a bit of stardust may rub off if I use the same equipment. Um, this from a listener, Alan Ball football boots, white with the backs, uh, the oh, black yeah, side stripes. Those, yeah. um, Christmas present as a 10-year-old, first time I wore them, scored direct from a corner. So there we are. The spirit of ball, he went through the boots. Brilliant. Fantastic, yes. Oh, you can keep those coming, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to T-S-H-N-J, and D J or 0371722334. Oh, yes. You've okay. got a bit of time. Well, oh, good. If you I'm want great. to work your magic. Well, <laughs> I won't get that far. Yeah. And uh, it's a very strange report about uh, the Roonies today and mm. uh, the fact that obviously Wayne's lost his job. But, yeah. yeah. Colin Rooney could be the, soon be the main family breadwinner. Yeah. You think, well, you know, he's probably being paid to the end of the season minimum yeah. anyway. And I'm sure I mean, I doubt if he's going to be no, doing, he's going to yeah. doing a bit of Uber driving in the evening. Yeah. Uh, a source said Colin and Wayne were in no rush for the Wagatha Christie money, but now... Now Wayne has lost his job, it'll come in handy. Yes. <laughs> Colin is the breadwinner at the moment, and the Wagatha cash will certainly tide them over yeah. for a while. <laughs> tide them over. tiding over. You'll have to take him washing, get some bar work in the evenings. <laughs> uh, you see that little five-year-old uh, Cass Rooney mm. um, went into school, and of course, oh, yeah. they'd never heard of his dad. Yeah, the kids, well, my enough, dad yeah. was a footballer. No, he wasn't. So he's gone in with his match attacks card. So there he is. That's my dad. That's my I mean, dad. When they've, they've got no sense of the history of a football club, have they, really, no, at five years old? Why should they? They'll know in, in the future. It's all Luke and Littler with them at the moment. Anyway, that's the only thing they can focus on at that age. I like this letter to The Sun about Manchester United. Their friends tell me Manchester United need a new manager. But who's out there? I can't think of anyone. United need six new players, not a new boss. We missed out on Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane dreadfully, writes Richard Farrer from Chelsea in South West London. <laughs> not a cliche or anything, is it, that? It's brilliant, mate. Put your hand in your pocket, Bowley. <laughs> yes. And uh, what have we got here? We've got... Um Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> These two blokes wrote to the star today. They yeah. said, Dear editor, in all honesty, we never even noticed the increase in the price of our daily star. Oh. It's great value. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. May it long continue to do, as you rightly say, to inform, entertain and uplift us. Well done to you and all the staff at the star. Was it, That's one it, way of getting the funny letter printed, published. Funny how they printed that, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Wasn't what a surprise. Now, uh, Vladimir uh, Kufel, Sufal Kufel. Uh, what are you Kufel. going, Sufal Kufel or Kufel Sufal? I would say Kufel, but I I think it is Sufal. Okay, so what are we going with then? You don't have a Kufle, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's spelt with an S anyway, oh, not true, a yeah. C. That's true. And it's not a Czech word, but yeah, that's not the point. Not a dessert. Okay. Um, anyway, this, well, should we go with should we go with Sufal? Because well, this is important. We should have asked well, it's, most, not, really. it's not important, but the, the point is, I'm, do you know what his nickname is? I didn't until his agent was talking about him in the papers today. I did see this, but I can't remember. Yeah, uh, his agent thinks um, they've extended his deal at West Ham for another year, rather than giving him a new deal. Yeah, which he, obviously he's has not a, happy about it, yeah. a material effect, not just on the player, but obviously on his agent <laughs> yeah. as well. I don't know so how they're going to manage, but yeah, he's smarting uh, slightly mm. at this, um, and his agent says. This is why I'm... He says, Souf, or is it Koof, certainly deserves a better salary from the club and a longer contract. So 
They just got that's his nickname. It's Soof. Soof. Or Coof. Or Coof. I haven't quite worked it out yet, but uh, there we are. Well, it's possible. I was on Hoodoo Watch, um, journalistic Hoodoo oh, yeah. Watch. Oh, yeah. It's a word you only ever see in reports of minor league football matches. Um, um, <laughs> and well, uh, with great respect to Coventry and Middlesbrough, this is slightly le- slightly more upmarket than a minor league uh, football mm. match. But this was about uh, uh, well done to Ian Murta. I, d- I don't know if he's an older or young Ian Murta, but he is keeping the word mm. hoodoo alive. Oh, Ian's been around for. We used to say Murta on the Orient Express. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. he often his holidays he would take. But uh, <laughs> he says um, yes. Sakamoto bagged two goals as Coventry made their Middlesbrough. Hoodoo. Hoodoo. Count again. Well, that's very I think nice, one of those it? things at journalistic college, <laughs> they give you the word hoodoo and they tell you to treasure it. Yeah. Uh, because it only ever turns up in uh, match reports <laughs> in tabloid newspapers. When true. did you last use the word hoodoo I've never in used any the word kind hoodoo. of context? Mm. It's very difficult, isn't it? Well, sometimes when you play a team like. You know, who do we always lose to? Okay, we could say things like Andy Jacobs overcome his reading out the intro properly on the show. <laughs> who do? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Once about 22 years ago. <laughs> that's not going to happen no, at all. I do happen. like it when uh, a, a reality show is about to start and the, the people behind the show, the media people, the yeah. publicity people, try and create a sort of false feud. Mm. So this is Dancing on Ice, which begins soon. But yeah, to yeah. persuade you to watch it, uh, Dancing on Ice bosses face their frostiest series yet mm. amid a feud between contestant Hannah Spirit and her fellow S Club 7 star, Rachel Stevens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so apparently Hannah will be skating with pro Andy Buchanan. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rachel goes out with Brendan Hatfield. Oh, who? who? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan, anything, if you're listening. I don't know any of these people, really, yeah. but never mind, because I've never watched it. Although Sam <laughs> Matterface does the commentary. He does. So he'll be we should watch it. That's yeah, right. Right. Sam, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, falling, this is what a TV insider told the Sun. I, I think he should have Stuart Pierce alongside him. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I think Stuart on the ice skating co-coms <laughs> well, would be he's fantastic. He's very glamorable. He would be, it would be very glamorable. He says, uh, falling on the ice... It's going to feel warm and painless compared to the cold front that will be enveloping Dancing on Ice if their paths cross. Wow. Well, I can't wait now. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch <laughs> to see if the S-Club feud kicks off. Um, Mohamed yeah. Kudus has started a new trend because um, when he scores a goal, he goes and sits on the advertising holdings. Oh, yeah, you I've seen that, yeah. Sit and occasionally Paquette or whoever is close by mm. comes and sits next. They're like they're sitting on a little wall, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, do you see um, Mo Salah did it when he scored the other day? Yes, when I did. When he sat yeah. on the horse. That seems to be the new trend. I do think David Moyes had <clears> a point, actually, about Salah and Kudos. That Salah could play and Kudos couldn't. Yeah. It does seem unfair that it should have gone to the end of the... You know, the to actual, the end of the programme. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. It did seem a bit unfair that yeah, they couldn't was, use was, their players. It, it says here that uh, we'll, t- we'll speak to Tim Vickery about this, lad, but mm. uh, Chelsea and Arsenal face renewed com- competition from Barcelona for £52 million rated Brazilian wonder kid Massinho. Uh, the 16-year-old Palmeiras swing, I'm thinking, oh, please let it be somebody else who buys him. Yeah. Don't you spend buy a 50, lot of young Brazilians. Don't spend £52 million on another winger that is never going to play for us ever. <laughs> They're saying he's the mini Messi, are they, Andy? Yeah, that's what they reckon. Uh, The 16-year-old Palmeiras winger, whose real name is Estevão William. Oh, okay. Is making waves in his homeland. I think Tim will say to us he's far too young to be coming over here. Yes, I would think so. He's no Luke Littler. He isn't. No, that's very Bring true. Bring it back to darts. I mean, that's right. Whenever we speak to Tim, he says, oh, you know, you can't be coming over at that age. But, I mean, look at, you know, it's all bets are off now. Yeah, if you're, I suppose so. If you're 16, that's it. 
You're fine. You should be in the first team. Sling him in. That's what well, I You can't because Chelsea signed that bloke Kendrick Pyers and uh, ate all the pies. Who ate all the pies? People yeah. are going to sing. And he can't play for Chelsea till he's 18. Really? He's only 16. Oh. Well, look, but the, the Little Mania is going to continue, although we're going to have a bit, a bit more of a chat about Luke Humphreys as well very shortly. Oh, I should also just yeah. give a little plug, sorry, for something I'm doing tomorrow night. I'm meant to do this. Okay. I am doing a thing for TNT Sports. Oh, yeah. Now, you know me, I never get asked to do anything. There's probably a good reason for oh, it. You're, you're lethal. <laughs> I know. Absolute but liability. It's, uh, it's at the Headliners Pub in Chiswick. It's a Chelsea evening. Right. Me and Jason Cundy are doing it. Yeah. Uh, TNT Sports and Chelsea FC, which probably means I can't say anything, present <laughs> uh, the football's on. It's with oh, Ian yeah. Stone, our good old mate Ian Stone. Mm. Headliners Comedy Club, doors open at six o'clock. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, so if you're um, in the Chiswick area and you want to come and slag me off in person as opposed to... Well, it's always you know, it's a lovely opportunity to slag him off in person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go along and... Uh, so that's tomorrow evening, Tomorrow evening, it? yeah. And the club are going to be there. You're going to have to watch what you say. Probably, yeah. By the sound yeah. of it, I'm a bit worried about that. Can't be as scorched earth as you no. are. <laughs> at least they're not playing tonight. They lose three 0 But you're getting a bit twitchy at the end of the Luton game, oh, weren't you? Golly, yeah, terrible. Wow. Yeah, it was a funny old game. It's been a funny period, really. But yeah. you know, what can you do? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We have dispatched their own Nick Ellaby to uh, Warrington. Uh, to check out um, Luke's, when he's at home, his kebab house of choice. Uh, good afternoon, Nick. Afternoon, Paul. I'm outside a hotspot in, in the centre of Warrington, which is apparently, as I, I've heard on good authority from Luke's friend, is his favourite kebab house. I think he might own all of them uh, on, on a <laughs> dial-up service, right. but he likes the kebab wrap with mayonnaise, apparently. Uh, oh, the kebab wrap. Yeah, so one or two of the listeners have told us that's, that's what he goes for. He goes for Donna the... wrap, £3.99. Donna wrap with lettuce and mayo. I don't, he's, he's, oh, that's quite healthy. So he's not going all the salads. And he's, we don't know whether it's chilli sauce, garlic sauce, or, or both. So um, that's maybe a, I mean, maybe a bit more salad in there. Wouldn't be a bad idea, would it? Just to no. sort of balance it have out you, a bit. Nick, now, have you actually been in there to try one? So, I mean, it literally opens at 4 p.m. We've, oh. just, we've just been in there to try and, try and speak to them. We will try and uh, have a go on it this afternoon and, and, and report back on how it tastes. Yeah. But it's, only, it's pretty reasonable. It's only £4. So if he does win tonight, yeah. he can buy 125,000 of them. Yeah. You're, you're used to London prices. That's what it is, Nick. You've yeah, gone no, up there. It's, it's actually the Andy, take us through some of the highlights well, of the menu. I mean, the mixed kebabs, large sheesh and chicken is 9 99 That's pretty good. You know, mixed kebab, large donner and sheesh, 9 49 yeah. This is interesting. The large chicken's shawarma is £6.99, but the small one is £5.99, so I'd go for the large one. You go for the large? For, for just pound. Go for it for the well, sake of a quid. Yeah, you might do. Yeah, they do chicken and burgers, I understand, as well, mm. uh, Andy. Is that right? I'm talking oh, yes, to you. Oh, yeah, you you're in charge you. of the menu. Oh, Nick, I am. I Nick, Nick can't Nick. even get in there at the moment. <laughs> yeah. to your fault. Are you normally a kebab? You don't strike me as a kebab sort of bloke, but you <laughs> might be. <laughs> I, you know, I used to, uh, in my youth, I used to eat a lot of kebabs. Yeah. Uh, but now, now and again, I, I do like a Turkish restaurant. I'll go for a, I'll go for a, uh, you know, a kofta. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure yeah, they can sort, I'm sure they can sort you out in uh, Hotspot. So you've tried to chat to management, but you've had no joy as yet, I take it, to find out more about Luke and, uh, and his, his patronage of the establishment. No, unfortunately not. But, I mean, I spoke to um, one of Luke's friends from St. Helens Darts Academy, mm -hmm. Eleanor Cairns, who's a former junior world champion herself. And she did tell me that it, this is Luke's favourite joint. She also, uh, you know, talked about the, the, the omelette and pizza routine he's going through yeah. at the Ali Pali 
uh, every day before his match as well. But um, yeah, I mean, there's some nice photos of it. It looks all right on the uh, the colour <laughs> photographs outside. But yeah. until you're not going to be happy though. It, I'm, uh, I can't. I can't let you know. Yeah, you're not going to be happy if you get in there and they go, "No, he's never been in here actually." Yeah. What are you doing? He's gone all the way to Warrington for a kebab. Yeah, I don't. No, Luke, Luke, who? No, I would imagine they'll be they'll be all over it. I'm surprised they haven't got normally like cup finals or whatever. Yeah, they'd have uh, good yeah, luck, yeah. Luke. They'd have posters yeah. up. And everything, but the the picture I've got here is just well, as you, you said, just, seen Nick on, just a giant the burger there. in yeah. the window. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a poster on the uh, there's a poster from Warrington Council on the bus stop here. Actually, oh. it says uh, big, big picture of Luke saying Warrington is behind you, and everyone we've spoken to here is uh, is going crazy for it. So um, I yeah. think this is uh, everyone's going to be glued to uh, Talksport too this evening for the darts. It's, I mean, because last year, Michael Smith, who's big Saints mm. fan, big St. Helens fan, he got to parade the trophy uh, at Saints and that was a big deal for him. So in the world of rugby league, uh, the people of Warrington, the Wolves fans, oh, are yeah. want to be putting that right, getting Luke Littler's name on it, don't they? Um, the football allegiances, Manchester United, he's a fan of. And Luke Humphreys is a Leeds fan, I understand. So, um, so if we're looking for sporting rivalries in there, uh, that adds to the spice as well. So, look, we hope you get in there at four and get the sample. Uh, go for the Donna Rap with lettuce and mayo, and you may be touched by greatness, Nick. Who knows? You may find... Yeah, go and have a game of darts in the pub, and you may be hitting the 180s. I'll have a few chucks tonight before the final uh, yeah. after the after the wrap and I'll uh, I'll let you boys know how I get off. It. Brilliant. Tremendous. Thank you Nick, thanks very much. Cheers. Are. There's Nick Ellaby there, live from... Uh... He never realised, did he, when he started his career? That that's just, that's right. When he was doing maybe just halfway through his journalism course, doing court reporting or something, one day he'd be outside a kebab house in Warrington. <laughs> Marvellous. But look, that's the thing, it's a broad church journalism, isn't well, it? it? You is can find yourself so doing you stuff like that. You've got to, ain't you? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the... That's the mark. So, um, yeah, um, we, we've got a, a, a clip, kebab-based clip, and it's one of the weirdest mm. clips I think oh, yeah, we've okay. ever had, and I don't think we ever quite knew the answer to it. And it was a question set um, by Mark Saggers. Hmm. Darren Lewis, good evening. Help me. Have you ever been a kebab? <laughs> Darren Lewis, help me. Have you ever <laughs> been, been a kebab? <laughs> we never got the answer. Which is a sort of Greek Turkish fancy dress party where <laughs> you go as a kebab. Could have been. Could have been, yeah. yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are, that was this afternoon show. I'm and back of tomorrow. Celebration of our anniversary. Oh, yes, celebration of our twenty. We start our 24th glorious year. <laughs> Blimey. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I'm back with the birthday spread tomorrow. Good, yeah. yeah it's all done. Charlie will be here. Yeah. Lloyd Griffith among our guests, amongst others. Bit of Grimsby. He's got a new Grimsby doc coming out. He'll tell us about that. And the birthday spread. So thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.